Hello, everyone, and welcome to this live webinar. Uh, my name is Megla Bhardwaj, and I am here with these lovely ladies over here to talk to you guys about the challenges that women e-commerce entrepreneurs face in their businesses. So let's go around the table and uh, do some introductions first. So Cassandra, why didn't you start? Hi, I'm Cassandra, the social media manager for Helium 10. I have a background in film, television, advertising, and I want to bring all that experience and wisdom to you guys. Awesome. Margaret. Right. Well, I suppose I, my main thing now is working with Megla with the India Sourcing Show and their virtual sourcing shows and all that. It's keeping me busy, but I actually have been selling on Amazon for about three and a half years. Previous to that, I've had various different career type management roles and things like that. So a lot of business experience in my lifetime. So I think all that has helped me with getting into e-commerce really. Right. Awesome. Isabella. Hey, everyone. This is Isabella Hamilton with Rank Bell. I own a small company. Uh, we provide services for Amazon sellers. We help them rank and launch their product. And I'm very proud to say that we're all a women based company, even mm -hmm. though we still love men and all of that. <laughs> um, it's just great to have such a powerful team. And um, I have 12 um, girls right now that we all work together and it's it's amazing. And I'm so excited to be here and especially for this amazing event uh, branded by women. I think it's a fabulous idea. So thank you, Danny, and thank you, Magla, for having us. Thank you so much. All right, Anne. Hello, my name is Anne Ferris. I live in Costa Rica. I'm a mom, a single mom, actually, of two beautiful little kids who've been not in school for a very long time. <laughs> and I've had and I've been selling on Amazon for about three and a half years. I also sell on my own website and my products are marketed towards women and mothers. And, and definitely what I have discovered over my time working in e-commerce is where my real passion is, is in supporting and empowering women both in motherhood, in general life, um, and also just in moving forward and believing in themselves and in, in business and, and everything we do. Awesome. So, Anne, um, how did you start your business? Well, I started, so I, I was a corporate lawyer. I did the whole exactly what I was supposed to do according to the Good Children's Handbook. I went to university. I got a law degree from Oxford. I worked for a huge law firm. Um, and I was working 100-hour weeks, seven days a week. I was miserable. I was tired. It was supposed to be like, you made it. And I was like, this is awful. So I quit my job, and I moved to Costa Rica, and I bought a hostel. And I lived the kind of vagabond beach party life for a while. And then um, I had two amazing kids. And when I was pregnant with my second baby, I was like, okay, okay. Uh, we're going to need some real money. The hostel is pretty small and, it, and it's seasonal here. So um, I found out from a friend that he was selling on Amazon and I took a course. It was just one of those things. I heard that he was doing it and I thought, if he can do it, I can do it. You know, it just kind of clicked and I and I went for it um, and it it was 
my my products what i do is around supporting families and and helping families and and mothers specifically bond with their children so it became a real passion of mine um and i think because i was so passionate about what i was selling in my audience and the message that i was trying to get across um to these women that that that's kind of why it was successful and then now i've been moving more into the e-com space and kind of working on some other businesses surrounding female uh, empowerment female customers as well. Awesome. So when you started your business, what kinds of challenges did you face and how did you overcome those challenges? Well, I think, you know, one of the biggest things for me, once I got started selling on Amazon, I think some of the first things that happened to me were hijackers on my listing and then also people doing the exact same thing that I was doing. I was actually just talking to someone about this today. Um, and at first I was so mad, you know, I've been selling for like three months. And when you're new to Amazon and you think like what you're doing is so unique, you know, and you're so proud of yourself and someone does the exact same thing and you get so mad. And I was, um, and I'm a kind of fiery anyway. So I'm like, what can I do? How can I bring them down? You know, and thinking like, can I write them fake reviews, all of this stuff? And I'm like, no, unfortunately, I can't do any of that. So um, <laughs> I instead, what I ended up doing was thinking, okay, I have to like do more colors. My social media has to be better. My images have to be better. And so what I ended up doing was really working very hard on my business and making it better. And the thing is, it did get better. And that other account lasted maybe three months, four months, and they're not there anymore. But, and this is kind of what I was just telling my friend today when we were talking about this was, you know, that that there's always going to be people doing the same thing as you or coming in and, and wanting to try and copy what you're doing. And instead of thinking, I don't want them there, right? That's kind of a scarcity mindset, like that the pie is only this big and I want my piece to be really the biggest. Um, and I think the thing that is so special about us as women is that we are better at thinking in the abundance mindset of there is enough for everyone. Like you do the best that you can, you know, other people like help them do better because look, we're in e-commerce. People buy stuff. People buy a bunch of the same things, you know, and, and all of us can do really well. And I think if you just focus on trying to do the best. So actually what ended up as my biggest challenge in the beginning sort of created the biggest opportunity for me because it made me work harder. It made me think, okay, I can't be lazy. And I just put my one product up and I kind of don't do anything. It made me work on all the other brand assets of my business and not just my Amazon listing. Right, right. That totally makes sense. So, um, Isabella, let me come to you. So, how did you start your business, and what kind of challenges did you face? Because you're, uh, you do a lot of ranking, and you work with, um, you know, a lot of different types of sellers. But I feel that PPC and ranking and all the techie kind of things are, you know, are very male dominated. <laughs> um, so, tell us about how you started your story, and then what sort of challenges you faced setting up the business and running the business. How many hours do we have? <laughs> <laughs> do we have all night? Uh, no, I, uh, first of all, and um, I really love your story. Uh, 
actually, while you were talking, it just brought me back to Romania because that's where I'm from. Uh, because you said you went to Oxford and you went mm-hmm. for that professional lifestyle. And you know, when I went to, when I was in Romania, I tried to go to this like amazing college that only like super super smart kids would go in, and I applied, and of course I didn't get in. Not that I was dumb, but I, I school life wasn't for me. Like I just wanted. Yeah hang out with friends (laughs) business but that wasn't like my goal like to be a doctor or to be a lawyer or something i always thought it would be cool to impress my parents but it didn't feel good inside and now when you were talking i was like you know what thank god that didn't happen to me because had i done that it's almost you know how like when you invest in a movie and it's really bad but you're like i'm invested and i'm gonna watch this still (laughs) had i gone to like a really good college and stay there i would have felt like i have to continue and be stuck so thank god that didn't happen for me but when i moved to us actually and this nobody knows you guys this is like premiere i actually went to harvard for a full semester yes (laughs) okay so it was cool um and i was like i can buy all the swag and get the email address and honestly i never tell anybody this because it was a semester you're bragging for no reason you know but um i went and i was like you know this would have been a cool life but still it wasn't my life. Again, having that recognition and having the sweater, you know, that says Harvard, like, oh my God, that would have been the coolest thing. But this being an entrepreneur is way cooler, you guys. Like, it's so amazing. Of course, it has challenges and it has ups and downs. And and only only we know what's going on in our heads every single day. And like, I'm like, like yes, I do work in a male-dominated field. And, um, when I first started, it was pretty challenging, but only from like my side, because I didn't feel confident enough. You know, I always thought somebody else is better. Um, and especially with men, they're quite tough and they, they're very straightforward, which I have learned to be, and I have learned not to take everything personal. Of course, I'm still a woman and I still feel like that sometimes. Like, oh my God, like, I cry for like 10 minutes and then I'm like, wake up. Like, you're better than that. But I do still have those moments. But I think that's one of the challenges, not believing in myself fully. And again, I don't think that will ever diminish. I mean, we work with it and we progress. Um, And I think women need more confidence and telling ourselves we can do it because if we start by not having faith in ourselves immediately we're automatically starting on the wrong foot because there's going to be other people who are going to try to take advantage of us and um if we're not prepared enough then we're going to stop and stopping is like the worst like you don't fail until you stop and i i know about failures i've had plenty in my life and um, like I always say, I hope I have more. I hope I have more failures in the future so I can learn more. But anyway, I could go on and, you know, I want to get this other beautiful <laughs> But that is so well said, Isabella. I think that is such a major problem. And I myself face that issue. I was not confident that I could start a business. I was in a corporate for almost 20 years and I was pretty happy there, actually. I had a cushy job. I loved my job and it was pretty good, but I was almost... Um, you know, forced to think of another um, 
career path because of certain circumstances. And then I decided to start my own company and, and uh, become an entrepreneur. But it took me a while to take that step. And you're so right. It's so difficult to, um, you know, get to have that confidence. You just don't believe in yourself. And in fact, I had other people tell me that, hey, you can do this. You have a lot of, you know, knowledge, expertise, you know, you know, all these people, you have connections, you're the right person to do it. But I could not see it. So that yeah. is so true. Isn't it? Um, okay, Margaret, let's come to you. So you've, of course, run so many different businesses um, throughout your career. So overall, you know, what are some of the challenges that you faced being a woman and how have you overcome those challenges? Well, I think as far as a lot of my career has been um, in male-dominated roles. Like I was a revenue manager in local government here in Australia for oh, about 10 years. And in that role, there were like 270 councils. And I think there were three of us that were female and the rest were all male. So, um, you know, and you'd have the annual meet up with, you know, all these guys and it, you'd, I mean, look, they treated as well, but you always felt like you were just left in the corner a little bit. I think it was, um, you know, and that was quite a few years ago. That was one of my first roles. Um, and then from there, um, well, Kevin had a panel shop, so, um, or accident repair center, whatever we call it, wherever we are in the world. Um, and I ended up joining into that. And I think the funniest thing that happened in there, I mean, being a female and I was in the office and you get to deal with all the um, sales reps and everything. And, I mean, it was a little bit unusual, I suppose, having a female sort of owner of a business in that era. And we then joined a buying group. And I just, I'll still remember this. It was like, uh, looked a bit like the mafia. There were about 35 Italian gentlemen with their big clothes <laughs> and all that. And we got invited to join this buying group. So we went up to Melbourne to the first meeting. And, of course, I went too. Well, you should have seen the look on their faces. A woman here, she should have been home. You know, cooking the pasta for tea, not out in the meeting. Um, and, like, it took a few meetings for me to be accepted. But then once I proved that I knew my stats and I could talk about, you know, the cost of the paint compared to the vehicles and the cost of running the business and I could whip out probably better data than they could because a lot of them weren't that involved in that. Um, and then, you know, it became accepted and I went to every meeting and it was just part of the, you know, the party type thing. But that was a really... Um, interesting sort of time and I think the cultural difference as well um, was something to to get accepted in that uh, and then I ended up moving into I always ended up in in roles that should have been for a male I ended up being um, a branch manager for a building company that did refurbishments of insurance claims so all I did all day was deal with tradesmen so I was sort of bossing around all the trades get here do this where have you been um, my whole role so there was you know I think two female trades and the rest of the guys that I dealt with you know we had you know probably 50 or 60 different guys working for us so um you know once again I think and you just get to I, I never let it worry me I never thought oh I'm the female here I can't you know run do this um and the company I worked for seemed to like females in that role and it was quite refreshing to think there was branch managers in different areas of Victoria and we're all but one was a um, female. So it was quite an interesting concept. And I think it worked better than having, you know, just all males um, sort of uh, not fighting together. But I think they, they they respected us in the end. And, you know, we all had a good relationship being the female, you know, boss. So then, I don't know, we just then, I don't know, moved into doing retirement. We were looking for a retirement job, um, something to fill in a bit of time and found Amazon you know, video, join this, join the dream and all that sort of stuff. So, 
<laughs> we sort of signed up and blindly went, we can do this and we'll get these products and off we went. Um, and like sort of, well, we found a few copycats like everyone, I think, Anne, um, somebody within two months was doing exactly what we were doing, which we'd sort of specifically designed for ourselves. Um, so I found that a little bit challenging, but we just in the end decided that we would move forward into something. And I think we didn't have enough experience at the start. We didn't really know how much money we needed to cost in for our profit to get the money because there's so many hidden costs that nobody tells you about till you start selling and realise, oh, hang on, I've got to pay for that as well. So I think um, from that point on, we sort of learnt to work out our costs and we knew what we were after. And then we went to, we were going to Canton and on a way we called into Hong Kong and we met our Indian supplier and that's like two years ago, two and a half years ago now, and we're um, entrenched in India and just um, loving the life, I suppose. I don't think it's very much like being a female in this role because my, well, the suppliers we do with mainly, we only have one Indian supplier and that's a family. So they're not um, sort of frowning on me being, you know, the female in, in, the, in the role. And I think the buyers don't know who you are. You're behind the computer screen. So nobody knows or my competition doesn't know whether I'm male or female, most of the time, unless I do some company research or something. So I don't find e-com is, is as hard that because people don't really know um, that you're a female unless it's dealing with a supplier or a shipper. So I, it doesn't worry me. I, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I don't sort of stress about it at all. I don't even think about that part of it. Yeah, and that's really, that's a really good point you made there. Uh, I mean, this is one of the reasons why if, you know, some women are maybe not that comfortable going out into a corporate job, e-commerce is great for them because they can, you know, be behind the computer and people don't know if they're, um, you know, if they're a woman or, or, or a man. So awesome. Okay, Cassandra, let's come to you. So, um, you, of course, you work for Helium 10 and, um, um, you know, over over the course of your career, what sort of challenges do you think you have faced being a woman? You know, I started my career in social media back in 2011. And at the time, you know, I kind of was always making my way. And I never really thought about it until recently that a lot of stuff holding me back was, and I don't want to blame it solely on that or anything like that, but you kind of look back at the landscape and you're like, oh, I thought it was because I was young that maybe I didn't get that promotion. Or, oh, well, I was new. So maybe that's why I was passed over or something like that. You know, they don't know me as well as him. And I felt like there was always a male counterpoint that was just climbing, climbing, climbing while I was kind of plateauing. And it wasn't until, you know, you kind of look back on it. And now that I'm, you know, older and wiser and more experienced, you're like, well, what did that guy have on me? Nothing. You know, he just, he was just with the guys hanging out. And that's how he, you know, kind of climbed that corporate ladder. And what that taught me was to be like them, to come in, be myself, have a personality, but keep that same mindset of, I'm just as tough as you. You don't know more than me. I probably know more than you. And you're not going to beat me, you know? And that's what it came to, you know, because especially, you know, working in Hollywood, it's such a melting pot and, you know, there's room for everyone essentially, but you still always kind of have this, oh, I don't want to step on any toes. Oh, I don't want to go, you know, maybe he'll think this or she'll think this. And you never want to um, outshine your, your mentors, if you will, things like that. 
And then I started saying like, no, like I have some damn good ideas and you're going to hear them. And I, I beat myself up now, even looking back at things, especially I was part of social media just as it was evolving. And you know how people put like the lower thirds now on shows like tweet us your thoughts or how that was really big for a while. I had come up with that for one of my shows and because I didn't go through the right chain of command, they nixed the idea. And then another show did it a month later. And I was like, oh, because I didn't go to the proper person, which I feel like you're only hurting yourself. You know what I mean? You're only hurting your brand. You're only hurting your company. So now I've learned to always speak up. I don't even, I try not to ever think of man versus woman versus whoever. I just think, hey, I'm me. I've got some good ideas. I've got the, the data to show you. I've got the insights. I've got the intellect. I've got the personality. So if you have a problem, let let fight me on one of these things. So that's how I kind of attribute it now. Um, but really, it's just, yeah, it's about the boys club. And you kind of look back and you're like, mm, okay, well, I'm going to get in there. That yeah. totally makes sense. And um, yeah, I mean, the same thing happened to me because I was in corporate. And when you're in that situation, you don't really understand what's going on but you're right when you look back you think that hey i i was just like head of the department and i didn't move after that but all of these people with me they're now you know like vice presidents and what happens with that <laughs> but exactly. yeah that totally makes sense so cassandra i mean you of course work with a lot of different e-commerce sellers you know at helium 10 so do you see a lot of women or do you see an increasing number of women starting their e-commerce businesses nowadays and why do you think e-commerce is a great business for women absolutely um i actually feel so i've been with helium 10 for a little over a year now and i feel like it's just exploded with female entrepreneurs and we don't even have to say female but they're just entrepreneurs you know this is what's happening and this is the economy that we're in especially now and it's for everyone it's all up for grabs and what i love seeing about that is when I did come in, you know, we had podcasts and blogs and a lot of it did seem very male dominated. And then there was a few key players that stood out, Isabella, Tamra, and you're kind of like, oh, okay, well, why aren't we, you know, focusing on that a little more, especially coming from the world of entertainment. I'm thinking of female driven talk shows, things like that. You want to hear that point of view because there's so much to it, not taking away from anyone else because everyone has their story, intellect, things to attribute to everyone to learn from. But I was like, there's something here. So to see so many more women starting their own businesses, and a lot of it spawned, I think, from female bloggers, female influencers, if you will, who have this platform. And they're like, I have this product that I like using. I have, I mean, I want to say the Kim Kardashians have done something for all of us throughout the world. <laughs> like, and that's what inspires women to do that, you know, is you take that away. And now there's so many more entrepreneurs. I want to say it's doubled since I started working at Helium 10. And I personally feel the same way. I feel more driven to go out and try new things, go out and try new tactics and learn from all these female entrepreneurs. It's so inspiring. And especially just, just that vibe and that energy, it's, it makes you so motivated. Totally, totally makes sense. Let's see who's watching. So we have Chris Thomas. Hi, Chris. How's it going? We have Greg Roberts. Um, Jackie. Vicky. Hi, Vicky. How are you? Clarinda, um, let's see, Monica, let's see if we have any questions here. So all of you watching, if you have any questions for the ladies, feel free to type them in the comments. Fascinating perspectives. Good morning. Hi, Anna. 
Okay, Catherine. Um, Simone, do you recommend a sourcing agent when you start out? I'm struggling to go forward with sourcing from India. I guess, Mark, this one's for you. Do you want to answer this question? Yeah, look, I think if you are struggling, there are some great sourcing agents in our um, India group. And uh, for the little bit you pay them, uh, it's probably worthwhile because they do do a lot of work for you as well as finding your product. They go back to the factory. They'll check, you know, on the quality as it's in progress when it's finished. So it's probably a good idea if you're not that confident. I would definitely um, contact some of the list that we have and just give them but you need to know what you want i think this is a thing some people think a sourcing agent oh, i want a product um you've really got to have some specs and know exactly what you want you can't give them this pie in the sky i want something it's got to be specific to for them to actually deliver what you want so you either need some drawings or something that you've got in mind for them to to work with right awesome claire totally relate to the boys club stories <laughs> yes Love it. Absolutely. Women inspiring women. Um, love your energy and Cassandra. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so Anne, let's come to you now. Um, so wh why do you think women should go into e-commerce? Why do you think this is a good opportunity or business opportunity for women? I think it's such an amazing opportunity for women right now. I think I, I have seen it exploding and it makes me so excited, especially as a mother. Um, I am grateful literally every single day um, for the business that I have now, mainly because it allows me to be flexible. My kids, you know, when you have kids, they become number one. Like that's the bottom line um, or at least, you know, was for me. And so being able to fit my work time around them. Some days they have a really long nap. Some days they have no nap and I have to work at night. So that is so amazing for me. And I think having the e-commerce space open up, whether it is as an influencer, as an affiliate marketer, whether you're selling on your own you know, Shopify website or through Amazon, there's so many more ways that you can work from home that I think that is just absolutely epic um, and such an amazing opportunity for women. Um, and I think the boys club for sure. I mean, I was a lawyer. That's like the ultimate boys club. And, um, and in e-commerce, I think we do see there aren't so many influencers or speakers, right? But that doesn't mean that there aren't as many women entrepreneurs behind the scenes. In my opinion, I think the reason there aren't so many of us in front of the scenes is because we're busy, because we're working harder, because we're raising our families at the same time. And because women in general, we're not, we don't need to go out and be like, if our business is successful, well, also look at me, look how fabulous I am. And I want to talk at all the conferences. You know, I, I think you know, we tend to be a little bit more reserved. I mean, we are fabulous and we should be speaking, but like we've got shit to do, you know? So, but I don't think that means that there aren't as many of us in business. And especially in my space, what I love, I'm in the mommy, like family space, you know, my Instagram, it is nice. Like there's no trolls. It is women supporting women. And, and I think, our advantage in e-commerce, if you want to go and build a brand or you want to go on Amazon, 
the advantage of building a, a, a business as a woman is that if, if you can do it, put your heart into it, put your authenticity into it, that's what is missing in, in a lot of Amazon brands and in, in particular, in my opinion, because, you know, you can kind of throw a listing up and like, um, but people are moving away from that now. And I think that, that people are really customers are really responding to authenticity, heart, to branding, creativity, images. And, and in my opinion, you know, that's the thing that like we Queens stand out at, like we know how to make stuff beautiful, you know, and, and we can like, we, we have more heart, we have more emotion, you know, we can talk, people don't want to be sold some random thing. It's like, let's talk about what this is going to mean for you on a personal level. And I think that's if you're new in e-commerce and you want to start an Amazon brand or you want to start a Shopify brand or even work as an influencer, like be authentic. And if you can know who you're speaking to and speak to them with your heart in the same way that all of us, you know, we, I think we're all women in business and we want all women to be in business and, and build each other up. Like, so when you come at someone speaking from the heart, they will resonate with that. And that is like, you know, where we can take it off. So the men might be making more noise, but like, I still think we're behind the scenes making more dollars. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> um, I also feel that um, it's, it's a really great opportunity for women in developing countries, you know, like India or um, Malaysia and, you know, all of these countries that are still a bit more, uh, traditional and conservative and they don't want women to go out and work. So I think it's a great opportunity for, um, you know, these societies as well, because women can work from home. Um, and I mean, the thing about Amazon is that they have FBA. So that's, I think the best, uh, the best platform because on all of the other platforms, you still have to do all of your shipping and packing and, uh, and all of that stuff. But with Amazon, you just send your products and you're, you're all set. Um, Isabella, let me ask you. So, of course, we have a lot of e-com sellers, but we don't have that many women service providers, I feel. I mean, if you look at, you know, things like PPC, maybe there are a few women that really stand out. So what do you think, uh, what would you say to women who maybe have a skill, but they, they, they don't have the confidence to go out and start an agency? Like, how do they go about doing it? I feel like it uh, goes back to what, both Cassandra and and said it's it's a matter of you know having that that confidence and actually knowing that you belong there. So we acquire all this knowledge over the years and we prove it to ourselves over and over again. But sometimes it's very hard to put ourselves out there because we're afraid of being judged. And that fear is so deep within us that it stops us from doing these amazing things. And even before I started speaking, um, I spoke on stage twice. It's not a big deal. Okay. But um, even before I started speaking, I was so nervous and I kept thinking, oh my God, where are people going to do thing because I have the service? Like, what if I suck when I speak? They're going to associate that with my capability of offering the service. And you know how women mind works it's like everything is together and then it's just a mess in there and we keep putting ourselves down and then i said you know this is not about me and once i made that connection with this is not about me but this is about 
how I can inspire and how I can help others, it made me less scared. Um, for the first time I spoke on stage, the slides didn't work, nothing worked, okay? <laughs> nervous and on top of that nothing worse and i'm like oh, of course this had to happen for me to to be cool to be like you know what it's not about me i'm going to tell my story and even if one person comes back and says wow that was really incredible i can relate to that and it just gives them that little power to go out there and start that business and it doesn't matter if it's men or women business. And because um, you mentioned, you know, PPC and ranking, and there are a lot of men, and I see them every day. Some new ranking software came out. And of course, there's some guy, and I'm like, oh my God, is it going to take out my whole business? But then I remembered that Bella <laughs> with Rank Bell. Like, there's nobody out there like me. And now, <laughs> I think I have the best service. But also, because nobody can really replace you as a person. So even if you start tomorrow a ranking company, and actually two um, people that actually have been my clients that happen to be women started the same service as me. And of course, in the beginning, I was like, that's kind of shitty. But then I was like, you know what? There's so many sellers out there and there's so much that we can provide. And again, nobody's me and they can offer something that maybe I can't. Their personalities may be better with some other cells because I cannot take everyone. Like you said, Megla, in the beginning, sometimes we have to think how, like, how can I service more sellers? Like, how can I help more people? It's not all about just, oh my God, like I have to be scared. Somebody's taking over my business. And no, there's so much. And especially during this time with COVID, so many more opportunities are going to be online. I think a lot of retailers are going to realize that they have to move from their original plans. Um, there's going to be so much more opportunity. A lot more people are going to shop online. A lot of people that haven't had an Amazon Prime account are going to create one or, and they probably have for the past two months because of the convenience and because they're afraid. They're afraid to go outside. And guess what happens? Amazon is so smart. I, I love this company. Um, they're, <laughs> what they're doing and all these people are coming onto Amazon and they're not going to leave. Even when the world opens up, they're like, wow, well, that was kind of convenient, you know, to have something shipped in just a few days or, um, you know, have somebody bring it to your doorstep without you having to go to the store. So there's so many opportunities. And you can become a copywriter, you can become a photographer, you can become, there's so many fields even within Amazon. And if you if you know you're very good at PPC, who cares that there's a hundred other PPC companies because to every hundred companies, there's more sellers than we could all together service. You cannot be scared of something that you don't need to know. So really just, just go for it. And even if you're scared, be scared and do it anyway. Like that's that's so important, so important. Just just do it. I mean, it's it's as simple as that. And you're going to be scared and you're going to fail a lot. And you're gonna go beat yourself up a lot. But if you wake up the next morning and you brush it off and say, okay, let me give it another try, you already come back with all the experience. You're not starting from zero again. You're starting with experience. And next time you're going to be better. And then you're going to be like, oh my God, I can conquer the world. I'm magnificent. And then the next day, like you're going to think you're the worst mom on the planet. And then you're going to come back and say, oh my God, 
I am like I think we're all a little bipolar in our heads, like no, we're this, now we're that. But yeah, I think uh, I think we can all make it. So and I want to see more women, and I want to see more men. I want to see everybody becoming an entrepreneur because this is the future. I mean, look at the times we're in right now, and. Uh, like Anne said, so grateful, so grateful to be able to do this from home. So grateful to be able to talk to you ladies from home and inspire and shed some light on other people that think, well, I don't know how to do this. I can't do it. YouTube is free. Like there's so many videos and there, there's us out there who are more than willing to help. Yeah, we're busy with our kids and our businesses and who knows what else, but when a woman reaches out, it's like, hey, you know what? I saw that video and you really inspired me. Do you think I can do this? Yes, you can. And come and ask me and I'll tell you. So I, I love this. Can you tell? <laughs> Absolutely. That was brilliant. That was awesome. Yeah, you're so right. Um, I think yeah, most of the time it's just in our minds that we're not confident that we can do it. We're not sure of our own skills and expertise. And that's what really holds us back. So Isabella, I mean, do you find a difference in the way when your clients, you know, in the way men work with you versus women, is there any difference at all? Ah, you know, <laughs> yes, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but more so in the beginning. And again, I think in the beginning, I was more self-conscious and everything they would say, I would take it personal. And uh, they would always try to haggle on the price and, they could sense my weakness in a sense, you know, they can sense weakness. And because of that, they're like, oh, your price is too high. Oh, I don't think you should charge this much. And I'll be like, okay, I'll give you a discount. And then it kept doing that. And then I realized like, what am I doing? Like, this is my work. I am asking for the knowledge that I, I invested all these years and only God knows how many conferences I go and how many courses I take and I don't take, I just buy them um, and books and all this, but they're paying my knowledge that I acquired. And until I made it clear to myself, until then I was run over. And I almost feel like I had to do that. Every step of my life, I felt, I felt like I had to go through it to get to where I am right now. Because right now when somebody says that I can confidently say you are paying you know top price because of the top quality that i that i offer and yes there are other services that are way cheaper than my service and that's okay too they 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 have their own model i have mine and you know for some sellers it works but if they want top service they have to pay a certain price um so i think Right now, I honestly don't even see it anymore because I'm so firm. And when I explain to them, I don't do it with resentment. I do it from a place of peace. I don't do it like, oh, my God, this guy is trying to, to haggle the price. I am Romanian. I haggle everything. Like, if I could, <laughs> I want to pay 500 I would. But, you know, I can't embarrass everyone around me. But I know what haggling is. And I love that. And uh, it shows like an entrepreneur side. Um, so I don't get mad anymore. I'm just like, and you know what? Sometimes I do. Like if I'm if I'm having a good day and you catch me on a good day, you ask me for that discount, you might get it. But on a normal day, that's not gonna happen. So I think that was that was my biggest challenge in the beginning. But again, it comes from within. It comes from how confident you are. 
And I do think men will try, just because you are a woman, they will try to cross that test. If I can do it, I'll do it. If not, what's the worst that can happen is no. And, you know, we have to, uh, we have to do the same. When we ask for a service, when we ask for something, like, I mean, we work with suppliers all day, like all the sellers, like that is the name of the game. You can't just go to a supplier, he asks for $4 per unit and you say, okay, like it doesn't work. Like you're actually, like you're making them feel bad. Like they need that spirit. So haggling is not bad. It's just, it's just part of a part of business. Awesome. Okay, so Sarah Jane over here is saying, this is where I am trying to summon up the courage. What do you ladies have to say to Sarah? <laughs> I think you already got this. I, if you're already here watching this, that means you already have it within you and you just need that little push. And there's, there's nothing that can stop you. I came from freaking Romania with $100 in my pocket. Like I bought some chips and a calling card and I, I didn't know how I was gonna make it. Like if you're already here and you're watching this, you're probably watching it from like your fancy iPhone or your computer. You already have so many more advantages than a lot of people. And you know, as I said, we have our bad days and our good days. And I think you asking this question, you already know you can do this. Awesome, that's a great Tony Robbins, one of the things that he, one of his like famous quotes is like, I built this motherfucker, you know, that, and, and, but um, it's true that whatever it is that you want to be, you can do it. And I think, you know, as women a little bit, I think it's changing. And I think the culture is really changing for, you know, girls who are in their 20s right now, for example. But I think, you know, I'm 38. In my generation, you know, it was really like that there is there is kind of like a path to follow, you know. But um, if you make a decision, like I, when I, I was in a, in a really sticky financial situation when I started my business and I, I had to ask for a loan from my mother. And I said, if this doesn't, like, I just feel it that this is going to work. And if it doesn't, screw it. And I will move back home. Like I give up on Costa Rica, you know? And, and I think it's all about mindset, whether you are a woman or a man, if you are going to be successful as an entrepreneur, you are your best friend, your own best friend and your own, or your own worst enemy. So you either have to be your greatest champion or you're going to be your greatest downfall because there's no one else that you can count on but yourself. And so before you start, you have to make the decision to be successful. And if you make that decision and that is what you're driving for because you believe in it, you will be. And I think that is, is a difference culturally, at least in the West and at least in our generation. You know, men, boys growing up, it's like, you can do whatever you want. And, and it's just that manly thing of like bravado. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I can do that. But women, you know, we, we were kind of taught, oh, you know, we're, we stay quiet. Like maybe we can do everything, but we're not supposed to talk about it, you know, even, even if we can. And so I think sometimes, like I catch myself, people will say to me, wow, like, you live in Costa Rica. That's so amazing. And I want to, my first instinct is to say like, 
oh, it's nice. But, you know, I mean, there's like the difficult parts too. Like I feel guilty when it's like, really? It's awesome. It's amazing. And like, why can't I just say that? Yes, it's paradise, you know? And so I think we just have to work towards getting ourselves into the mindset of like, yes, we can do it. I can do it. I am going to be successful. This is what I want. This is my dream. If you fail, you fail. Like, don't go and invest $50,000, you know, in a really expensive product. You know, you, you start small, take a calculated risk, but believe, don't say, well, if this fails, then I'll just go and do something else. You just have to like have the big ego and the big balls and be like, I'm going to fucking kill it, you know, and then you will manifest. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Don't give up. I think that's the other thing. Like, like, you know, just don't give up. Many people they launch one product and they're like, oh, this, this doesn't work. And they just totally give up. Just keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Keep learning. Keep doing things differently. So Sarah, if you're still listening, why don't you reach out to one of us? You know, if you're stuck, if you uh, have any questions, reach out to one of us and we'll try to help you. Okay, I think, remember, like that, what you said about not giving up, that is so true, regardless of what industry you're in, you know, whether you're doing, you know, something like Isabella is doing or Cassandra or me or Margaret, like any or anyone in business that in order to be like the mark of a successful person is how many failures they've overcome. Nobody ever got successful and had it all go great the whole time. Like, and in the beginning, there's way more challenges, but it's just believing in yourself and, and working through them and seeing it as a puzzle piece, you know, because it's a mountain that you've got to climb. It's not a little hill. Can I compliment uh, that and to what you said? Um, yes. What I realized being in the, in this business and all of us have this in common. Well, exactly what you just said is that belief that we can do it. So it's not the knowledge per se, because sometimes we spend so much time trying to learn something. We're trying to learn how to do product research. We're trying to learn how to do PPC on our own because they're strong and we can do it. We want to learn how to do this. We want to rank it ourselves. We want to take photography ourselves. Let me let me take a photography course just so I can take pictures of my product. Let me, you know, we want to do everything but <laughs> we never start. So what I realize is that that's the least important part. Because like I said, you can go on YouTube, you can watch two, three videos and you're ready to go. But if you don't have that belief in yourself that you can achieve success, I am sorry to say, but you will never achieve it. And that's what I'm saying. Like all of us five here and all the other women that I that I met through this business, we all have this in common, whether they're an Amazon seller, whether they're a service provider, whether they rock helium pen like Cassandra. <laughs> all have this in common. Don't give up. We're persistent. We're strong. We're, you know, we say we had a bad day, but we wake up and we go. So again, it's not the service that we do. It has nothing to do with that, but a lot to do with how we feel about ourselves and when we're really ready to take that step. Because once you do, you're going to say, why did I wait so long? This is so much easier True. than It's always in our head. We're always the one suppressing or our powers we have so much power and we're so dedicated 
just just start i i think that's my best like advice for this right that's awesome do you ladies also feel that it's sometimes difficult to taking decisions because like i'm running my business you know myself and um when my husband was there then we used to take decisions together i used to discuss discuss things with him but now i have to you know decide what i want to do i mean personally and for the business do you find that daunting i mean i sometimes find that very scary and i uh, i really weigh the pros and cons i make lists and i you know i i really long time making decisions but that's changing gradually because i've realized that sometimes i will make wrong decisions and that's okay but do you guys have the same issues like decision making is that difficult for you i think so i i i try to um like you said like make a list and sometimes it's so hard to make a decision that i don't even do it i just let it go like and that's literally the worst thing you can possibly be doing like from all the decisions that you can make i'm like you know what i'm just going to go to sleep and not think about it um but yeah, because we're always and that's our mind like that's our women mind we always want to make sure that the decision that we make is the right one but we don't know we don't know if it's going to be the right one and in the end it doesn't matter because you're going to make that decision and when it comes out exactly like you expected you make that decision you have the goal in mind and 99% of the time is going to come through exactly the way you planned it so it doesn't matter what kind of decisions you have to make as long as you make the decision right that's so true Agreed. i just wanted to chime in there and go with you know you have to trust your gut cuz i feel like mm -hmm. So many times we try to weigh the pros and the cons, and I do this constantly with planning content. Like, oh, is that going to resonate? Is this something people want to see? What if, what if I, I think I like it, but maybe no one else likes it? You know, you go through all this stuff in your head, and sometimes you just have to like do it. You know, and I don't want to sound, you know, not to be like a Nike endorsement here, but it's so. I think a lot of men don't go through as many thought processes we do and we just start to overthink it and like you said then you end up not making a decision which is a decision in and of itself and just do it it's like you have to just go for it and like you said if you fail you fail tomorrow's a new day you move on and you just keep pushing through so they're really you know you really just have to kind of get get it done one way or the other you know <laughs> I think so. there's a lot of um, like women that have taken on Amazon, you know, trying to find products and stuff, and I deal with a lot because I do quite a bit of coaching, and you find some people are, you know, still procrastinating in 12 months, and you send someone a message, here you go, I'm still trying to decide whether I should do that. And I think um, it is hard on your own to, I'm lucky I've got a partner, so we can, you know, thrash it out and look at it, should we do this or not? But if you're just there, you know, a single mum or you haven't got a husband at home to discuss it with, um, I think that, you know, you've just got to step out of your comfort zone and go, well, I'll go for it. I mean, and if anyone tells me that they've ever done Amazon and never had a failed product, well, there'd only be a man because every woman would admit to it. Um, because they, well, you just don't get every product isn't a fantastic success. I mean, it just it's just common sense that it's not. It's like going in a retail shop. I mean, there wouldn't be any sales if every product was a success. I mean, we'd never get any bargains for our, our dresses at the end of the year. So I think... <laughs> Um, you know, if it's the same, you've got to look at it the same way. You know, it doesn't mean sometimes because it's not as successful, it's not a failure, but you might have just, you know, reached a peak and it's not fantastic. And, I mean, that's the same in all retail. It's not just in e-commerce. So I think people, 
and I don't know whether it's men as well. I mean, I've got a few men who are still procrastinating as well. So I don't think it's just um, a female trait. I think it's just that nervous thing of something new and something different that you're taking on. And I, well, I imagine all you people are probably the same. How many of you find your, what I call my normal old friends, don't have a clue what I'm talking about when I start railing off, you know, FBA and PPC and they all look at me like I've got two heads. So we tend to not talk to our friends about our business anymore because they're not really interested and they're no help to us. So I think it can be a bit of a lonely road unless you can get yourself into a, a group of like-minded, you know, it can be mixed, it doesn't have to be just all women, but to, to soundboard off because being this entrepreneur in this new sort of age world, I suppose, is something that a lot of people have no idea what you're talking about. So I think it's so important to get a, a circle of friends that mightn't have to be you know, Amazon sellers, it could be e-com sellers in general, but just so you've got somebody else who understands what you're going through and can help you just be your sounding board. Right. Totally makes sense. So, Anne, what advice do you have for uh, women who want to start an Amazon and e-commerce business? Um, the first piece of advice I would have is just start. Believe in yourself. And I think, you know, Cassandra, what you said about going with your gut, <clears throat> that like really hit home because um that's exactly what I did in my business. Um, I'm an only child and um, I am a single mom. I kind of have never really had someone in my life that I've really bounced ideas off of, like in a, in a real partnership kind of a way. So I'm used to just having to take decisions. And when I was a lawyer, we had to work really quickly. So um, for me, I just, it's like, if something feels right, trust yourself. And that's what happened with, with my first product that was a huge success that it didn't really fit what the course was telling me that I should look for, but it came in the mail and I touched it. And I was like, this is the thing. And as I have gone forward in this business and done, you know, e-commerce really inspired me to do a lot of self-development. Um, the thing that I have learned is when I listen to my gut, it goes way better. And, you know, it's I think I remember even in high school, they tell you that with the SATs, like go with your first answer, you know. Um, so believe in yourself, know that you can do it. And I definitely think, you know, what Margaret was saying about seeking out like minded people, you know, being in a mastermind or in a group, even if it's a free Facebook group, um, just with other people. For me, I live in a tiny, small town and, and most people are not doing what I'm doing. You know, most people are involved in brick and mortar businesses or they're working for people or they're involved in a sports business here. And it was pretty lonely. And the thing is, you know, when you put two heads together, it's not one plus one equals two. It's like one plus one equals a hundred. You know, the, the brain power when you put people together, but also just the, you know, awesomeness so I would definitely say, believe in yourself. You can learn whatever you need to learn online. Thank goodness. So go with your gut and, you know, find some awesome people to hang out with who are doing what you're doing. Awesome. Um, Vicky has a comment here. Let it be okay that your first shot at it may not be perfect mm -hmm. and be okay with that. Women are too hard on themselves because we set the bar high. Yeah. That is so true. Uh, Tiffany is saying, 
Oh my God, I love you, lady. Self development journey here. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, Isabella, same question for you. Uh, so, what advice do you have for someone who's who's just starting out or who wants to start out? Um, if I were to do it myself over and again, over again, I would actually create a plan and work it backwards. So, if let's say you want to get to a million a year, you will say, okay, what? How much do I have to sell? to get to that amount. And from then on, you know, you have, let's say so many units, you break it down. How much would be the price? What are the costs? When you start breaking it down into tiny little pieces, you're going to realize that it wasn't as scary as you first thought. Because a lot of us start and say and dream nice, oh my God, it would be so nice to have a million dollars. But then we're like, that's not gonna happen to me because I don't know the steps, I don't know anything. But when you start putting it on paper and you break it down into tiny little pieces, you're going to realize that it's not as scary as you first thought. So for me, I would have, um, when I first started my business, it was all mistakes and it was, I was doing all the work and I didn't have anybody to help me. And I would just work day and night, fight with everyone, fight with my friends. They would ask me, what are you doing online all day? I didn't know how to explain what I was doing online all day. I didn't even know. So, but if I were to start again, I would create a plan, like an actual business plan. And you don't have to know how to do it. There's always help out there that is willing to even help you for free. Because a lot of us think, oh, my God, I don't have, you know, five grand to pay for a course or something. But like I said, there's YouTube, there's mentors, there's people out there who are willing to help you. But you have to ask, like, the universe for it and um, or God or, you know, whatever you feel connected to. And you will realize that there is more people out there that want to help you than you think. So I think just that and really have the confidence in yourself that you can do it. And if you mess up, trust me, nobody's going to remember you in six months. And, and I'm like, what? oh my God, what did I say on the, this podcast? And even if people remember, they're not going to remember forever. They're going to see you next and they're just going to remember like how you make them feel and if you're a good person. And I think we can all sense that more than like me ranking. Nobody cares about the ranking. They all care about me putting their product on page one so they can make money. Do you think they care how skilled I am as long as I can do it? Nobody cares about that. So don't don't <laughs> don't, don't think about that. Create a, create a plan, work it backwards, ask for help, and uh, like I said, just just start. I think you got this. Awesome. So Elena over here says, yes, look at the step in front of you rather than the whole mountain. Well said. Okay, yeah. Cassandra, same question to you. I would say embrace the community. I think that people don't realize how much of a community there is in e-commerce and Amazon FBA and that we are all here willing to help each other. We are here for you. Um, Helium 10, yes, we're a company. Yes, we're a service. But we have so much free benefits out there for you to learn from and take knowledge from, whether it's our Seller Talk series where you learn from people's mistakes and their journeys. Isabel has been featured many times. Serious Sellers podcast, and you're coming on there soon. Babe, you've been on there before. Um, it's, there's so many resources for you to learn from. There's so many tips and tricks and Facebook groups, and it's all available to you at your fingertips. There's nothing holding you back. It's not about a payment plan or pricing, etc. 
that's part of it, but there's so much more that we, that there is to offer that you can take from to learn. And best of all is Project X. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's amazing. I mean, what you can't do any better than that. Exactly. <laughs> okay, Nicole is saying it's amazing the kindness and support. All right, Margaret, uh, last question for you. So what advice do you have for anyone who's just thinking of starting out? Well, I think probably Project X is what I would suggest. I mean, to me, um, there's too many courses out there that charge a lot, sell a dream, tell you you're going to be a millionaire in two months with $2,000. Um, I get quite upset about those because I just think that it's sort of selling people something that's not going to happen it can happen but it's a long slow process and you need to work at it it's just not give up your day job tomorrow and in two months the checks keep rolling in um and i think well to me i'm a big helium 10 fan and like, you know if you've got um project x and you do kevin king's course uh, i think with youtube you don't need to go and spend thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars on a course that doesn't give you very much really good grounding and there's so much help out there um you know just reach out to people in the different groups and you you know you're on your way and i think if you can get yourself into some sort of support group or a mastermind there's so many people that you can just relate to then and you'll find people that you gel with and that are on the same path not everyone wants to do the same thing on this journey so i think it's finding people that you, you're a fit with and just take the risk and, you know, find a couple of products through a lot of research though, the old keyword trick and all those things and get that product up. And if the first one fails, you just think, oh, well, okay, I, you know, might have broken even on that and go off and do the next one and then you'll succeed and just keep growing the business over a couple of years, not expect to be able to just, you know, go and live on a deserted island in you know, a couple of months time with your Porsche and everything else in the background. <laughs> that's some of those dreams that are being sold. And I think that, that's the biggest mistake, I think, with the e-commerce at the moment, that there is a lot of people get sold false hopes. Um, but it is really a worthwhile um, business to get into and you can, you know, do very well out of it. But you've got to tread carefully, I think, and just, you know, take it step by step, not expect it all to happen overnight with a couple of thousand dollars. Awesome. That's very good advice. So yeah, all of you ladies watching, if you um, don't already have your Amazon e-commerce business, this is a great time to start and reach out to any of us if you get stuck or reach out to, um, you know, post in any of the groups if you want encouragement or inspiration. And we are all here. For all right. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time and for sharing your expertise, your knowledge. It was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. And wish you girls all the very best. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. 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 Bye.